Well, it is that time of day again. Yes, it's Sunday morning. We've hit 8.30 and you're listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM. Welcome. This is a show that covers health and well-being through connection to people, people in our community and people beyond who share with us their experiences, their choices and consequences, and regardless of age, their innate wisdom. By discerning and getting a sense of what is transferable from what these guests share, we can choose to apply the relevant aspect in our lives and in our community and develop programs that found a more sustainable, loving and heartfelt way to be with each other, thereby improving our physical and mental health. This week's show on Stay in the Loop with Lucy is all about appreciation. I've called it the forgotten art of appreciation. What is it? Where do we notice it? What happens when we don't? And what happens when we do? Is it all about everybody else? Or actually, like caring for another, do we have to care for ourselves and bring appreciation to ourselves first? I've got a guest in the studio today. Welcome, Abby. Hello. Now, um, Abby and I met each other, gosh, a few years ago. And we we started, um, we were members of a women's group together. Abby is a project manager in the consult- in the construction industry. A, a tough job, I would imagine. And she's a very petite young woman. So I suspect that you have to hold a lot in amongst all of all of that construction and that uh, the picture of construction that we have. Abby is very clearly very capable and very organized. But what we found in our uh, women's group is that we all felt like we needed to deepen our relationship with ourselves in a way that could perhaps bring more appreciation to what we were doing and what and, and who we were as women. Um, we were all so good at recognizing what we did for another, but not so good at appreciating ourselves. It was a dilemma, wasn't it, Abby? Mm, yes, definitely. Yes, we um, when we mentioned that word appreciation, my mind straight away went into things and peoples and actions and not necessarily me, my, my behavior, my thoughts, my feelings. So, yeah, it's, it was been a very interesting way of looking at things differently. Now, we're going to talk about the program that the four of us put ourselves on a little bit later. Um, but one of the seeds for this show was planted very long ago. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I have one bugbear that I... Sh- I struggle to shake and I know you're probably saying only one Lucy but this one this one sits with me quite a lot there are days when it doesn't bother me and there are days when it absolutely does and that is when I stop at crossings to let people cross the road or when I cross the road myself I've noticed how people blindly walk across the road they do not actually care for themselves enough to check if a car is coming or is indeed going to stop first. I can feel myself ranting. I will come back. I can't, I, you know, I, I find it bizarre. And then they don't even acknowledge the car that stopped for them. Now, I was brought up to acknowledge every car that stopped for us. And it made me laugh because on, I don't know if any of you, slight rabbit hole here, have ever watched The Sound of Music. 
when uh, when they're in that concert right at the end and you've got the Dutch couple, I think it is, who are permanently bowing as they're going on, on and off the stage. Well, that would be me as I crossed the road, you know, when I was younger. It was like, thank you. No, no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you um, for not running me over, for stopping. But I... I was giggling because, and I posted this on Facebook not long ago, I was driving through a local village and stopped at a crossing for some young school children who were crossing the road. They were saying thank you as they crossed and I smiled back and put my hand up to, you know, acknowledge their thank you and appreciate and say thank you back. And they looked so shocked. These little faces kind of lit up going, oh, oh, like, is she saying thank you to me? Do I need to say thank you back? And then there was just this ripple effect of, their hand going up, my hand going up, all the way through. Must have been 50 students as they crossed the road. And by the end of it, we were all laughing because it clearly looked and, and, and felt funny. I just thought, gosh, that stayed with me so much. I smiled all the way to where I was driving to. I smiled right the way through my day. I still smile about it now. And I remember with other adults that stop and say thank you, They are moments of connection that are so easy to do. And and so really I thought, okay, well, when um, I think it was two weeks ago or a week ago, this this came up and, you know, I I must have stopped for nigh on 35 people crossing a road and not one of them looked up and acknowledged either side of cars. This isn't about me. It's either side of cars. Um, They just walked across the road sometimes ran to make sure they could cross I thought hold on a second where have we lost the grace of saying thank you or the art of um of appreciation and maybe I wonder if because I have done more with appreciation I'm more aware of it now there was a blog that I read which I wanted to kind of share with you because I think what it does is it tells the difference between the two. So I'm going to read you the opening of her blog. What is appreciation really? I recently pondered on this and realized my understanding of appreciation was quite shallow based on either material gain, pictures of success and or pandering to please and keep others and myself happy. Examples of the of things I have appreciated from this perspective include how quickly I could type and complete a task for another, how tasty and visually well presented a meal was, how clean I kept my house, the financial support or material goods I received from others, how much money I had, the visual appearance of myself or another. While the points in the above list are not necessarily things to do or not appreciate, I have come to feel that appreciation based solely on the tasks and material outcomes can feel void because it can occur without, with no discernment of quality in which an act was received. For example, a meal may be well presented but prepared in resentment or anger. Um, and in some cases, I have used this superficial form of appreciation to avoid feeling what is going on. For example, being in an unpleasant situation but saying to myself or thinking, hey... I should appreciate that. At least my situation is better than someone else's in the world. Or wanting to ask someone how they look because they do not see themselves, but instead only commenting on how nice they look. 
she goes on to talk about how she recognised the true beauty of appreciation and, and, and that it's marked in qualities. But rather than me tell you about it, here is my Skype interview with Susan Hayes, the writer of that blog. I felt to write on appreciation. I was connected with a, um, a group of people doing some writing and um, a theme had come up actually to write about appreciation. So so that supported me to, I guess, just ponder a bit more deeper. Okay, well, what is appreciation for me? And, um, yeah, and to begin to uh, put some expression around that as well. So... And, yeah, what I realised as I came into that, and so I, I wrote that piece probably um, a, two or three months ago now, so um, was that in writing about it, it sort of uh, supported me to have a better understanding of, of what it actually meant for me as well and how it was playing out in my life. It's written off a foundation of probably coming to appreciate myself more deeply over the last five or six years. So um, so I guess it's it's got that sort of backing behind it. Um, when I wrote it, I, I didn't sit down and write it with others, but it was just a, a commitment in a group to um, of, of fellow writers to sort of, I guess we were a support to kind of um, perhaps talk about and brainstorm some ideas about appreciation, but then we sort of, take that away and then write for ourselves. Um, but there was editing support that I had um, and on the site where I published the blog as well, there was editing support, which was which was great because I learnt and come to appreciate also the qualities that they offered that were able to reflect the refinement of that and improve my understanding as well. What I've noticed is that the more um, I've started appreciating, the more I'm aware of the depth of the well that is borderless really you know it's just I, I keep thinking wow I, 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 I can see that I have so much more appreciation and then all of a sudden uh, you realize how little you appreciate when you look back and think oh I thought I was appreciating myself there is that an experience you've had yeah definitely so yeah so I can look back and um, you know previously I might have appreciated um how I looked or how I could get something done or, um, yeah, it was, I guess it was a bit more based on function. Um, whereas now I can feel like it's, it's definitely deepened to be more about the qualities of who I am and what I, what I bring just in terms of, um, whether it's, um, how I move my body, like it doesn't have to be harsh and hard. It can be, um, I guess more gentle and flowing, and and I've even had feedback from, um, from you know in my workplaces and that sort of thing too. That when you're in that way and and the quality of that is in a in a room, it's actually felt by others. And so I was even in a, a meeting yesterday and just took moments during the meeting and just realizing, okay, making sure that I wasn't. Um, of just feeling my body was open and I wasn't being in judgment of others and I just took an appreciation of that and that even without saying anything, that was really powerful in the space of being with others. So, um, yeah, so I, I feel there is a deepening of it. And there's also, I was reading rereading my blog this morning and um, even what I'd written 
I realised there was other layers to it that are still deepening for me or that may have a different meaning on a different day or a different time of the year or whatever's presenting in life as well. So um, it's something we can be very playful with, I feel too, yeah. I found that it that uh, it could very well be the sort of foundation that would help women deal with a lot of their lack of self-worth issues it sounds when you share how you are at work or how you are at home it does sound like it's more confidence on a more fundamental foundational level that you are embracing yeah definitely um and i think yeah from that just a, a more willingness to accept where I'm at and who I am and not have to sort of go into a push or a drive or a, or a trying. Like there's a there's a greater trust that, um, you know, I've got the qualities and the skills for the things that I need to respond to at any time and that I'm it's okay to ask for support. I think that's the other thing. I've sort of come from a background of, of being quite a perfectionist and so having – now in the process of you know and and increasingly so and it's always deepening appreciation for myself but also equally for others and what they have to offer means I'm more open to letting other people in and allowing that support and not having to be in this sort of hard drive of I've got to do it all by myself and um or I've got to live up to this expectation or this ideal or if I don't turn up to this or if I can't do that um, putting myself down, just recognizing actually the focusing on how to support myself to bring the quality of who I am to things without sort of trying to overcommit and overdo things. And that's still definitely very much work in progress. But I can feel now when I do overcommit or when I do push myself hard, I can I can feel my qualities slip. And because I've been appreciating them, I, I don't really enjoy that. So it helps me bring me back and kind of go, that's not, that doesn't feel right. And um, and I know and can feel of what we have to offer as women, but equally men as well, when we come from who we are, not just focusing on what we do and what the end outcome or task is. It sounds like a top tip for a relationship counsellor. You know, and not just relationship, an intimate partner relationship, but for every relationship you have that in appreciating yourself, you're less guarded, you're more open to uh, to bring understanding, to collaborating. Yeah, and it starts with that relationship with ourselves and then, that, yeah, we do, we, we bring that to, to everyone we, we interact with from there. It's interesting, isn't it, Abby, what she's sharing? I could align with a lot of the stuff that she was sharing. Yes, it's... Um, it's also familiar. <laughs> yes. You know, they're familiar rabbit holes that we've been down and familiar conversations we've had with ourselves. With ourselves, I agree, yes. Coming up, we are going to look at how we can recognise different patterns um, of overcommitting and how they come up at different times in our lives. So Abby, are going to, Abby and I are going to talk about how they come up at different ages and what they might look like in the studio with me Lucy and I have my guest Abby. Hello Abby. Hello Lucy. We are talking about the forgotten art of appreciation. We've been pairing it back from what we do to learning to appreciate who we are and what we bring and we felt that it was important to recognize that that changes as you go through life. So we're going to go through some of the key bits 
in life that we that are perhaps synonymous with different types of appreciation so babies and children they in my mind appreciate cuddles they appreciate love they appreciate time they appreciate being met for who they are being fed being fed yes that's their favorite way of yeah. um yeah being acknowledged yeah, yeah. feeling safe yeah having a roof over their heads. I mean, they, they appreciate that safety, that mm. their needs are being met mm. and that biggest need of love. Hey, Teenagers, oh, look, I reckon teenagers enjoy their own space because they're building independence. And actually, I would say they, they, they appreciate respect. If someone respects a teenager, you are far more likely to be respected by them. But they're not going to just give you what you want just because you've fed and watered and <laughs> they might they should however um they actually want to see you walk your talk not just talk your talk you know like actually get on and and live it young adults i've noticed at that age they start realizing that they've they're learning for themselves and that their outcomes are their own their decision making their outcomes are their own I've also noticed that they really appreciate the support of mentoring or guiding through careers or, or that early, early adult life. They really appreciate having people who can guide and advise. Jump in if there's anyone, if there's any of these that you want to contribute to, okay, Abby? Okay. New parents. I reckon silence and downtime for new parents. That's something that they they perhaps appreciate. But hold on a second, I'm... I'm talking about things that retrospectively we can say we can appreciate, can't we? Yes. It's interesting. I've gone into, you know, I'm not necessarily appreciating the qualities, but maybe the things that we had that we've lost, particularly when I talk about parenting. I immediately, when I was writing some notes this morning, I was thinking as a new parent, I missed silence and I missed stillness and quiet time. And I had... When when I was pregnant, I felt that innately in me. And then when I gave birth, it I didn't choose it as much. I got swept up in the, the I guess, the doing. The doing. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't think that even stopped for, for years until I was near a nervous breakdown. I think that's when it stopped. When I, I mean, I've... I talked about this before when I was dreaming of being in a coma just so that I could be on my own. It was very, very serious. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll talk about that more another time. But, you know, I just needed silence. I think a lot of young parents also maybe really appreciate some help and support from people. Yes. Um, and sometimes I feel they are too, pre- too... They have too much pride to ask or yeah. maybe they feel they are taking from someone else's time and ironically i think there's a lot of people out there who would love to be supportive and help with little babies yes maybe just take them out for a a stroll in the pram just for half an hour and come back and it's if we could just figure out a way of getting these people connected um, i think the appreciation would be both sides i agree avi when we get older and we're beyond all those fertile years, both male and female. I know the males go on for longer, but there's no question that they have a menopause. Uh, I feel that 
we have to question what our value is in life and that's where the foundation of appreciation of what we bring as women and as men really comes to the fore because there may be challenges about losing work financial independence or or finances full stop Um, homes physical health all comes in it stops being about the things that we think we should appreciate and all of a sudden it becomes a whole different kettle of fish is that your experience um definitely i uh, think you appreciate you, you actually appreciate your health as you get older you appreciate yes. that you've gone through all this life all these years and you're still you're still doing okay um, maybe sometimes we forget that, and I, I think as you also as you get older, you are much a little bit more prone to um, illnesses or maybe falls, and yeah. and then you you appreciate your body even more, and you think, wow, you know, in my twenties, if I kick something, I'd I'd recover straight away. Mm-hmm. But as you as you get older, in your forties or fifties or sixties, the the healing process takes a little bit longer. And so you're really, you appreciate it. You appreciate it more. Now, you're not in your 50s or 60s. However, you have stubbed your little toe. And you were sharing with me this morning that it's very, very sore. Yeah, it's very painful, very sore. And it's just the little toe. And it was a very sudden, gentle, well, it wasn't gentle kick. It was just went into a box. And I never thought of my toe as being an important part of my body, just the little toe over there. But now I really appreciate how important my little toe is and how how it's connected to the rest of my legs and my thighs and my hips. And I can feel the whole side of that um, leg um, kind of repairing itself just so that it could heal that little toe. A little bit of trauma, the you know, the ripple effect yeah. of it going up your legs. Absolutely, yeah. But I think, you know, it's just cool about walking around, being gentler with my body. No need to rush, just breathe. And maybe this is also a good thing because I can just slow down for a little bit and not rush around all day and put my feet up and soak my feet in salt water and spend a bit more time at the ocean. So... Everything happens for a reason. Well, that, that is appreciation of a difficult moment actually turning into a potential of a, you know, to appreciate and to, to change a pattern of, of behavior as well. Mm. I did smile when you said I'd spent all day yesterday at the sea and it felt so much better at the end of it or with my foot in salty water. But now it's back to normal. How quickly... Do we want to fix? And and is it possible, Abby, that... And I asked both of us this question. Is it possible that we... Because things don't happen as fast as we now expect them to happen in this, this modern age of immediacy, that we stop appreciating that it that the length of time our body is going to take to heal is a smidgen of the length of time it took to get to the point where our body had to tell us it was hurting or put us in a situation where it hurt. So using your example, if I may, you said that you stubbed your toe, but it's given you this opportunity to slow down, to put your feet up sometimes. How did you move before for your body to need to stub your toe 
to get you to listen? I was busy. I was very busy. I was packing and unpacking and I was doing a lot of things. And it was not necessarily just my body doing things. It was more my mind. Ah. My mind was going at 100 miles an hour, thinking and planning all those things I had to do. And even when I was sitting down or sleeping, my mind was very racy. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I'm generally, I'm not an over-frantic person and I, um, I don't have much responsibility. But even then, it was going way beyond what it could handle at the time. And so I think that had a huge effect on the body. And then it's almost like your body now gives signals to your mind to slow down, hmm. not just vice versa. I love it. Coming up afterwards, we're going to look at an appreciation program and what that looks like. My guest in the studio today is Abby. She works as a project manager in a big construction firm. It is a job that requires an enormous amount of organisation, attention, um, but also it requires you to mitigate any potential disasters, anything that could go wrong. So there's a certain amount of control that comes into the job. Have I summarised that correctly, Abby? Yes, yes, though there's a lot of control. (laughs) Yeah. Now, how does that or can that slip into trying to control your personal life as well? And how well do those those, um, traits transfer? Um, It very much does pattern onto your personal life and other part of your life and even and you it's it's a very uh, um, kind of fine line between control and letting go and just allowing it to happen and and certainly this is something that I've learned probably um, a hard lesson in life in my personal life is that I cannot run it like I, lo- I run a job, for example. Mm. And s- yes, there are a certain elements of your personal life which you can control and you put plans um, to have it all working. But ultimately, life is life. It's going to do whatever it wants to for, so for you to get whatever lessons you need to. And the same with work. I think you, um, when I was younger, you know, you, you, I was trying to control things far too much. And when things go wrong, you beat yourself up and you're very hard on yourself and you're very hard on the people around you. And now I have learned to do it differently. I'm still learning. I haven't got it 100%, right? Um, and that is, you do put controls in and you mitigate, you try to mitigate risks as much as you can. But ultimately, where the power comes in is in your ability to be able to deal with last minute changes Hmm. and that's where the skills is in life Um, to be able to line up the ducks that's fine it's it's having to deal with those last minute changes when Um, the duck suddenly stubs his toe and can't (laughs) perform as you expect him to or her to now we have both been I have actually been on an appreciation program before with my dear friend Sammy who I tried to interview this weekend but managed to get the um, microphone round the wrong way so 
I sound great and she sounds really <laughs> distant. So apologies, Sammy. I'm just going to have to do a whole show with you instead of a four-minute interview. But um, I learned how to do a, um, a program with her. And that was, that was really helpful because what it did was it got me um, learning how to appreciate what I bring and I got a reflection of what she wrote and they were very different. So I could see that what we appreciate about ourselves, your comparison is wasted because it's so different. We bring a different flavor to everything we do. We're working on different things in, in terms of our personal development. Now, when we got together in our women's group and there happened to be a really small group that week and it was just four of us, I remember we all said, look, what is this word appreciation and how can we develop it and and getting to the fact that you have to have self-appreciation to have a foundation of good self-worth and self-esteem so that you can, in your relationships, put a benchmark in for what is your acceptable level of decency and respect. So what we decided to do was to get a group on WhatsApp. That was the platform that we chose. And the four of us would post a message every day about what we felt we appreciated that we had learnt in that day. So what we had done that we appreciated. How we had responded or reacted to something or recognised what we'd recognised. How did it go for you, Abby, when you first started? It was a challenge. Um, initially, my when we when I when we were discussing that topic, and someone said it's it's about you appreciating, and I'm like, okay, because usually I appreciate something or someone, um, and I don't think of appreciating me. So initially, the first couple of text messages going through WhatsApp, I'm going, okay, I had to really think hard about what I am doing. And how appreciative I was of myself doing that. Um, and then it got easier. Wow. Yeah. But in the beginning it was, I think, you know, I, I appreciated little things. I appreciated um, cooking myself healthy food. I appreciated dealing with with a matter without being stressed. Um uh, yeah. I seem to remember there were some appreciations about not going into old patterns of behaviour. So, you know, not eating the entire packet of biscuits, but just having one or two, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. You know, it's when you open the packet and there's one, well, you know, the others might go off. <laughs> you know, the, the amount of justification you can do uh, till your body screams at you and says, dude, no, seriously, cannot eat another thing. Um, but And, and there were, it changed, didn't it, as, as you developed? Yes, definitely. I think I became more aware of, of more little things that I was doing. So um, I appreciated... Um, I, I've always taken half an hour to an hour for lunch and gone for a walk but I think I never really or go for lunch and walk and did something but I never really thought of that as an appreciation and then I on reflection I realized how appreciative I was to myself for doing that a yes. lot of people just sit on their desks yes. and eat um, reading the news or googling and I, I and I 
particularly leave the office, leave my desk, get out, uh, get some fresh air, look in the shops. Even if I don't have anything to do, I just take myself out of that environment, go around and then come back and start all over again. I'm going to appreciate you for that because from a public health point of view, that's awesome. You know, we should at the ABC um, try and uh, try and say it's it's you know it's something that you are expected to do to leave your desk to not work through lunch. But how many of us actually do it? Mm-hmm. I certainly didn't when I worked there. There were the times where I did, and then other times where you know the deadline was the deadline. Um, but I didn't then shift my lunch and have a break once the deadline had passed or, you know, know that actually I was going to be far more efficient in the work that I did from having taken 15 or 20 minutes break Mm. compared to working through. Did you find that when other people wrote their appreciation comments, you related to what they were appreciating? Yes, absolutely. And and sometimes uh, it was exactly the same feeling I was going through at the time. Um, and I mean, some of the comments was um, people appreciated their family or they appreciated uh, their friends. And certainly um, there was one comment, someone says uh, something about... Th- they had a good communication with their friends and, and that kind of released their anxiety. And it's sim- very, very similar. Some, uh, ha- something happened to me that it, it through the same day, I had a call from this friends that I haven't spoken to for a while. And he just, he's the loveliest old man and he just wanted to talk and he just talked me through things and it was wonderful. So, yes, it's lovely. definitely reflective. Yeah, lovely. So I highly recommend it. How long have we been doing it now? You've got it there. When did we start? Uh, We started, I think, almost a month ago. Okay. So I think we've got a few more days to go. Well, interestingly, I um, spoke to Sammy uh, over, well, yesterday, and she and I stopped. I'm trying to remember how long we did it for, but I remember I wasn't ready for it to finish when it did, but there were fewer coming back from her and she was traveling overseas and I still felt to keep it going, but I didn't, you know. So we just kind of went back to our normal ways and she was saying yesterday that she missed it too and that there was, it's almost like we both kind of just went, ah, maybe it's finished now. Mm. But actually I think it was asking us to go deeper with you know what our appreciation is and we should never stop our appreciation of ourselves i'm going to leave you with a quick excerpt from annette baker who's been on this show before and and talks about relationships and she's sharing how you know just a funny little excerpt about you know being right at the beginning of that that journey um, I, I'm probably on P's now. Oh, that's I was good. On less than L's, if there's such a thing, I was on less than L's. Yeah, I was just reading the manual. I wasn't allowed to be on the road. <laughs> so, no, but obviously, it's. I mean, it is something that we all need to kindle in ourselves, if that's a word we can use with that. What yeah. we kindle in yeah. ourselves is just the the love of ourselves, and however we do that, whatever is our um, method or approach, wherever we want to start. You know, if it's just appreciating 
you know. How beautiful your brown eyes are. How beautiful your eyes are. Beautiful your hug is with someone. Or yeah. How open you are to to listen to another person, or how 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 deeply you take care of yourself in every way, physically, emotionally, mentally. Appreciation is is such an important tool for relationships. But before you can learn to appreciate your partner, you've got to spend time appreciating yourself. However that might be, um, it might be just little things that you notice about yourself in the day, something that you did uh, very well, but more so, more so the, the qualities of who you are. Say, you might be a person that gives an amazing hug and you can see the response of that in people when they when you feel the other person when they respond to what you've actually just shared so appreciation is uh, for yourself is not necessarily having that person recognize you appreciating them but more so you appreciating the qualities that you are in yourself there you go that was Gabrielle Caprice, who has been a guest on this show before and giving us a little insight in the importance of it in a relationship. And in fact, you could hear her in the background when I was talking to Annette saying, you know, that she has beautiful eyes, beautiful brown eyes. So important in, in, in uh, appreciating the little things about someone else that perhaps we see that they don't see. I'm in the studio with Abby this morning as we're talking about appreciation Welcome back, Abby. Hello. Now, do you find... We were talking about the, the program that we're both on, about appreciate, an appreciation program. Do, do you ever find it easier to appreciate another person more than yourself? Oh, yeah, definitely. That has always been the case. That's always been my definition of appreciation. Mm. Um, and so it was it had to take a bit of a shift to learn or to acknowledge what you appreciate about yourself yes um i mean every now and then you'd always give yourself a pat on the back and go oh yeah that was good um but to do it every day and to really acknowledge your thought patterns your behaviors your communication i think that's where it was a great learning experience. It's it's a different level of responsibility, isn't it? Definitely. I was a bit shocked by that, that yeah. I was suddenly aware that everything I did had an effect on someone else, but equally a ripple effect in and out. Yeah. So when I was negatively talking to myself, I would... My, my benchmark for what was negative talk or abusive talk from someone else was lower because, or higher, I should say, because it was so normal to me yeah. to talk to myself that way. So when someone else fed it, I, I just went, yeah, we'll see why I say, you know, I, I know that about myself. I've already said that to myself. So you, you're not saying anything I don't already know, yeah. as opposed to going, hey, that's not kind. Yeah. And yet when someone is saying something nasty to someone else, chances are they've said it to themselves and that's how they can say it as a supposed joke or yeah. you know, or not realise the harm that it can do. Yeah. Um, in that vein, in relationships, I think that's probably why it's so important to learn how to appreciate yourself, isn't it? Because it's going to affect any relationship that you have. 
Yes, definitely. I think it's it's a kind of it's similar to you can only look after yourself if you you can only look after others if you look after yourself. And the same with appreciation. I think you can only appreciate other relationships um, that you have when you really appreciate yourself. You got a bit of appreciation this morning that you weren't expecting, didn't you? No, it came completely out of the blue. I uh, sold a couch on Gumtree this morning and the gentleman came and collected it. And usually that is the end of it. And then I got a text message that says, oh, thank you so much. That was a great couch and thanks for helping me. And I have to say, I thought that was really, really sweet. I mean, I have bought things on Gumtree before and I've sold things that have never, it's never been an X once the item is collected or sold, and that, that that's usually it. So to 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 put in that extra time to send in a quick text just to say thanks for that couch that that really made a difference. Yeah, it's really nice something to do. And you sharing that with me reminded me of the of a couple of times that's happened to me. I sold a an oven. Years years ago, when we first moved to Australia, there was this range in our kitchen. Now, I didn't value a range back then and so sold it. Big mistake. But hey, you know, you learn. And um, the lady who bought it was just about to have a baby and she was telling me how much she loves it and it's just gone in and it looks great. It's the perfect one, the perfect size. And I just smiled at knowing that... You know, thank goodness I didn't appreciate what I had because it was just perfect for her. Yeah. It was what she needed to have and uh, it was just perfect. It was really lovely. And then the other situation happened when my daughter decided to sell her bed in order to get a double bed. But he sent a message back um, saying that his, his daughter... Um, was in it for the first night and how she'd had this amazing night's sleep and she looked so little in this big bed but she thought it was just the best thing ever and it had a heart at the top of it and she felt like a you know like such a special young woman in it it was and I I actually would have forgotten all of those things if you Mm. hadn't shared yours so Mm. I share a little appreciation to you and say you know, thank you for these stories, you know. It's it's amazing. It's like a small act that takes literally few seconds, few minutes to do. And it has an amazing rippling effect on your life and your day. And uh, yeah, it's just wonderful. We can actually be so kind with each other, mm. can't we? We can make other people smile. We mm. can, we have such power and we can use it in a really good way or a really negative way. But when we actually learn how to appreciate ourselves, it naturally oozes out of us. Definitely. We find it really different, um, really easy to appreciate another. And you can see them grow in front of your eyes and then they pass it on. I'd like appreciation to be a virus. Mm, That's what I'd like. You know, like let's good. get that one. That would be very good. Yeah. I'm in the studio today with Abby. She and I are really looking at the art of appreciation. We get so much time to reflect this time of year. Perhaps um, what we reflect on is the fact that we are so stressed out because there is so much to do and there's never enough time or we have to get it all done before we break for this enormous Christmas and New Year break or um, we appreciate our health so much more because we either have experienced 
um, a, a poor diagnosis ourselves or we know someone who is without someone that they have loved in their life this Christmas. We are given an opportunity to stop and appreciate what we have in our lives, the people we have, but we don't necessarily appreciate what we bring to life. I think that that's illustrated by the worryingly, the tragically high rates of suicide around Christmas and New Year and in January. And I, that's why I wanted to do this show. I wanted to do it so that we could all see a different picture of appreciation and actually wonder, just wonder whether there's more than we have considered before. Tanya Curtis is a behavioural um, therapist. She shared that the art is to combat jealousy, comparison and perfectionism, that they're quite intertwined, this appreciation. Comparison is when we look at another's strength and compare ourselves as less because we don't have their strengths. But everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses. Strengths are the areas of life we have dedicated time to developing and weaknesses are areas that we have not yet and she stressed not yet dedicated our time and commitment to and therefore not yet self-mastered so if we bring in appreciation and observe another person's strengths we see them as areas that they have taken their time to develop and self-master and then we can say wow that's inspiring therefore i can maybe commit my time dedication and commitment to come to that level of self-mastery when I choose to do so. Abby, that's extraordinary, isn't it? Because it stops it being something that's outside your power of control or outside your ability. That it's actually the comparison of someone else getting it and you not getting it takes you away from appreciating well, what you do get and how far you have come. And it may be different, but it doesn't make it any less valuable. Mm. Yes. Um, I. Th- this is something very big, and especially in the workplace. I think there is so much pressure to be good at everything. You have to be an expert technically. You have to write te- brilliant English in your report. You have to present well. You have to speak well. You have to be an all kind of rounder. Um, and it's probably more in the corporate than government. Um, I think it's really, really, really important to understand that you cannot be all that person. You have to bring in all your good attributes and then other people bring in all their good attributes and then you put it all in the pot and then you cook it it is you we're putting so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect in all kind of aspects in life and to juggle too many balls all at the same time that we are dropping the balls that we are really good at um so it's really isn't about perfection in all areas it's about doing what you can do to the best of your ability and appreciating every little step yeah. that you that you take because what is what you think is normal another person might go wow how do you do that like that's awesome um, and it might be the fact that you can go to bed on time 
And I, when I say on time, when your body's tired and not fall asleep on the sofa. So, I mean, that, that takes a decision and a dedication and a commitment. Mm. Now, someone, I certainly thought that anyone who did that was the bee's knees because I would, and I have to say when I was at my most exhausted at five o'clock in the afternoon, be struggling to keep my eyes open mm. um, the moment I sat down. So I didn't sit down so that I didn't fall asleep then crashed at about 10 o'clock. So, you know, that that was my wish I could do that. Mm. And then I then someone said to me, I think it might even have been Tanya, look, how about, you know, making, allowing that space and time for you to see if you can change that pattern of behavior. And it was an enormous difference. Mm. So I think what she shares is gold. And that comparison in the workplace is, is, is like, not appreciating all the colours of a rainbow when actually without all the colours of the rainbow you don't get the rainbow. Yeah, absolutely. So in an office you don't get the outcome that serves the community or humanity as it's mm. as it's designed to do if everybody isn't doing what they're being asked to do or yeah. they're not bringing their full selves to full it. Full self into work, yes. And I think it's very important to um, make sure that your managers and people around you know that this is what you can do good very well this is what you maybe is developing don't pretend don't give them the impression that you can do everything don't put too much pressure on yourself and don't then it, it comes across as a in, in a not genuine uh, relationship or, or you you will they, they can see that they can see what was working what is not and so um one of the things that i've kind of expressed to my previous managers or leaders is look i'm technically good at things I, i'm a good organizer but for example when i type emails or i i'm typing very fast and i do the odd spelling mistakes here and there it's not actually a spelling mistake it's just a typo so they need to be aware of this is where I am developing my skills at um, rather than think, oh, my God, I've got to get everything perfect. Yeah. And, you know, it reminds me of a talk I went to last week at the um, Women uh, Multitasking in Business in the Hornsby area. And, they, and there was a lady who was presenting about the fact that men have no trouble building themselves up and saying, yes, I can do that. And then going, OK, now I've said yes, I can do it. How do I do that? Um, whereas women don't. They want to have all the skills before they give it a go. So I agree with you to a point. I would say yes, um, be genuine in what you're doing. But also don't hold back. You can say yes and then say, but I would need support in this area. Absolutely, I'm, I know that I can do that. But if you, um, I would need this to be able to do that. You know, can we work on that? Mm. Whatever it is, or actually I would need a team of two people to, um, you know... I know, I remember a wonderful girlfriend of mine who was the head of a, um, the chief executive officer of an organization. And um, her strengths were in strategy. She was fantastic. She knew exactly what was needed. Um, one of her strengths was finance, but she wasn't a finance expert. So she got a very good CFO. Mm. 
And that was perfect mm. because together they made a they good made, team. Yeah. No one expects anyone to know everything, but don't pretend you do. Get the people in who yeah. can then, you know, work with you. You work as a team. And for heaven's sake, don't take credit for someone else's work. That's just crass. Yeah. You know, um, there's no appreciation in that. If we offer appreciation, we will work so much better together as a team. Absolutely. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM and stay in the loop with Lucy. Welcome back. Avi, you have been um, a great contributor this morning. Thank you. Thank you for the the wealth of wisdom that's come through your little toe. <laughs> Thank you. We have definitely been able to appreciate the small things in life that give us big lessons. Mm-hmm. The lovely person who bought your sofa. Yes. The ripple effect of that one is huge. I look forward to all the listeners um, saying thank you as you cross the road. Just see, just watch the person that you're thanking. Look in their face as you as you thank. They will be surprised. And I just think it's I just think it's a little bit of love that we can offer another. And you just never know how far that's going to go. The ripple effect of appreciation. I think it's about prioritization of our time. What do we dedicate ours to? We've got an opportunity to reflect at this time of year. Reflect on how we've approached it, how we've spent our time, and consider how you would like to spend your time going forward, just like a currency. I know that in previous Christmases, when I was working in London, I would work so hard. And actually, on Christmas Eve, a Christmas Day and Boxing Day, I was just sick as a dog because I'd partied and I'd worked and I'd got everything done. I'd seen everyone I wanted to see, but I was sick. And this time that I was supposed to have to celebrate with my family um, and really enjoy my family was spent with me being grumpy and tired because actually I was just overseeing people. Wrong, right? Yes, yes. I think uh, it's it's not supposed to be about that. It's not supposed to be about overworking Christmas. No. It really is supposed to be about just reflecting and breathing in the air. Um, breathing. So maybe good place to start. Hey, breathing. Yeah, I think we could we could all do maybe we're changing a few habits around this this period. If we start to appreciate ourselves, in my experience, we cake create space rather than lineal time and there's far less anxiety and comparison and all of those traits that I would not consider my strengths I suddenly see you know as my strengths now I have come to find Christmas Eve a quiet time a time for gathering with friends and family for reflection and appreciation it's equally been a time full of excitement and wondering what I was going to receive and how people were going to receive my gifts, what our lunch and dinner was going to look like. Next week's show looks at the different perspectives around Christmas and what it's like for those who work through Christmas and are often not with family. To do that, I interviewed two people for whom Christmas has been a very busy working time. My guests are both celebrities in their own respective worlds who do not take family, community or health for granted and have therefore dedicated their lives to sharing what they have with others and to performing around this time of year. My first guest is Evan Burrell, who is an actor, a Rotarian with Taramara Rotary and yet not unused to the international stage in that capacity and in that role. 
He is a father. He is a magnificent Father Christmas, Santa Claus character. You'll, I'll post photos of that and supports many local community events at this time of year. But this year, you're going to see him driving a bus if you're in our local area, supporting you to get you to where you need to if you don't have a car. He does it with grace and, as you will discover, a great amount of humour. And my second guest may be a little more familiar to you. Michael Crawford is famous all around the globe as the star of Hello Dolly, Barnum, Phantom of the Opera and Some Mothers Do Have Them. He is dedicated to working and giving back to the community. But to me, he is most famous for being my dad and I get to share him with you next week. Feel free to listen in or to the blog when you have a moment to sit, reflect and enjoy. So remember... As we close, regardless of what has or is happening to you in your life, you are and always will be you and you are amazing. The key is to reconnect with that space and learn to build a relationship with your body so you can recognize when your body's trying to tell you something is not quite right and then seek support with the appropriate support service, be that mental or physical health. Look for support in the community. It is there. We just need to learn how to open up and trust again. Don't wait for life to come to you take yourself to life the podcast for today's show will be available through stay in the loop with lucy website and on soundcloud and if you want to get updates then remember to the to like the at stay in loop with lucy facebook page links to all of those spaces are available on the triple h program page till next week's show remember to take a moment to look after you Connect with the people in your community, in our community. Be kind, be caring, be love, be all of you. Thank you, Abby. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Till next time, you've been listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM.